0: Blog TALK RADIO Chatting with Sherry is presented by the writers and illustrators of the future. They've been providing a means for new and budding writers to have a chance for their creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. Welcome to Chatting with Sherry. Tonight we're going to talk with Emily McKnight. Uh, she represents Stream Shakespeare. She's also an actress with them. She has um, her own little company that's called Emily Who?, and um, Emily uh, is very much uh, in th- these shows. Uh, they're all online, they're available uh, for everybody. They have a little quote that says Shakespeare told us all the world's a stage, but COVID 19 pandemic is currently dominating so- the scene. So why not draw the curtain and binge on the Bard instead? So here's Emily to chat about Stream Shakespeare. Emily welcome to the show hi Sherry thanks so much for having me I'm so happy to have you um I was privileged to see um your show Taming of the Shrew um this weekend it was really good
1: <laughs> uh, thanks so much yes I'm uh, very lucky to be part of this new company in Australia called Streamed Shakespeare and um, we're doing one Shakespeare play a week at the moment <laughs> So it's a lot, but it's it's really awesome.
0: That is a lot. I mean, that yeah. is a lot. One Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, wow. That's a whole production. It, wow.
1: Yeah, I think it came from, um, you know, a, a kind of a response to the situation that's happening in the world right now, and and a lot of creatives not having very much to do, having a lot of lost a lot of their work, and. Um, I know our artistic director, Holly Champion, she came up with this whole concept because she went, okay, what's some creative use of my time? I know, I'll read one Shakespeare play a week. I know, I'll do it with other people. And then I know, I'll do it for other people. So it's a great way for creatives to get together to read plays, but also then to share them with an audience. So it's, um, it's ticking a lot of boxes.
0: <laughs> I think that's really good, though. I mean... It's good for the people who are the creatives behind the scenes, giving them a great project. And, I mean, you guys are, um, you're going to get some donations. You are doing okay on that, right?
1: Yeah, so um, uh, initially we, we didn't have that set up, but we've decided that it is an important way to do our best to support ourselves and support hopefully down the track, the actors um, and creatives involved. Um, so absolutely, we've just set up a, a donations page on Raisley, um, And the idea behind that is that people that are watching it and enjoying it um, can donate whatever they can uh, to help the cause, yeah.
0: So we're going to come back to uh, being Shakespeare, but I, I want to start with uh, yourself. Um, how did you... Yeah. Uh, are, um, you're an actress. How did you um, get into acting? Were you um, uh, inspired as a child by any performer? Or did you love movies, TV and theater? How did it start? Oh,
1: uh, well, I actually as a child, I wanted to be an ancient Egyptian archaeologist. Yes, and me then too. My <laughs> <laughs> Um And then I told that to my grandma when I was, I don't know, six or seven or something. And I think at the time there must have been a lot of stuff happening over in Egypt and, you know, there'd been things in the news that I as a young person hadn't noticed. And she said to me, oh goodness, no, 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 you must not go to Egypt. The uh, tourists get blown up in buses in Egypt. And I went, oh gosh, well that doesn't sound very good. Perhaps I won't <laughs> go and be an Egyptian archaeologist. What else could I do? <laughs> um, and my gran, that same same lovely lady, um she also was a big Shakespeare fanatic herself and she had a yearly subscription to the Bell Shakespeare Company here in Sydney Australia and um used to take me once you know every few months to a to a Bell Shakespeare show at the Sydney Opera House. Um so I think probably that's where it started is getting to watch shot lots of shows um and then uh and then in late primary school I had an opportunity to be in a small film, uh, educational film thing, uh, and then from there it just became a real passion and uh, and then a career choice <laughs> as I got older.
0: That's really cool. I mean, I was, I actually went to school, and nobody bothered to tell me that in order to actually make a living as an archaeologist, and I mean, no one, no counselors, nobody who is the people who was supposed to be helping you in your career. Um, you have to get a doctorate as an archaeologist. Otherwise, you are an unpaid lackey. You are a volunteer researcher or a lowly paid digger and I mean, I love digging and I love everything about archaeology, but I couldn't afford it. (sighs) And I couldn't afford to get a doctorate. So, So I go, but, yeah, it was one of my passions. It's still my passion. I I read everything, watch everything. I, I'm really into it. Uh, so that you said that, I was like, yes, another one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I did actually do a subject, you know, Ancient Egyptian Archaeology 101 or something in, um, in university. And I remember calling up my gran and saying to her, oh, I hope you don't mind. I thought I'd just do one subject just to see. And I discovered that, I really love it, and I'm very interested in it, but I prefer just to read books about it than write essays on it. So I'm, I'm very happy being an actor, and maybe one day I'll play, play the part of an Egyptian archaeologist, and that'll fulfill that dream.
0: <laughs> I kind of did it different. I decided to... I'm a writer, so I decided to create an archaeologist. I wrote a... I, I'm in the middle of writing a book about an archaeologist.
1: <laughs> oh, Wow. Oh gosh! please let me know when you when it's um out there in the world I'd love to read it
0: okay it's it's been in the making for a while it's just in between book, but it's like I love it it's just i kind of got stuck and i finally I just was watching a um I watched a lot of archaeology shows and I was watching an, a show about archaeology and i went and i said, that's it and it unstuck <laughs> me and so I started writing it again
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's, oh, di- that's different than some of um, I mean when you're writing a play it's pretty straightforward or, or a movie script or anything beginning, middle and end a book is so more it's much more complex there's so many levels of a book so it could take forever
1: <laughs> uh, I'm sure that point could be debated but I, I, I definitely know what you mean and I myself am not much of a writer I only dabble in it here and there um, oh no, but it's
0: it, <laughs> it's very hard to write um, a movie script. They are they have it. There's a science to it. It's an yeah, art. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm not belittling it. I'm just saying it's different. Apple, and orange. Mm, for sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: <laughs> I have too many friends who are screenwriters. I know that how hard it is. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I just have to read the words. So. Much
0: easier for me. So <laughs> when you um, when you when you started working as an actor, uh, were you more geared towards stage? Is was um, like you you, you love Shakespeare? Was that what your first stage experience? Was what was your first? How did you oh, go about yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I
1: think um, for me, definitely theater is my first love. Um, and I do have an ultimate goal to one day perform Shakespeare at the Globe in London. Oh, yeah. Um, so definitely that's... Both Shakespeare and and theatre are massive passions of mine. Um, and I I think as well when I actually finished, I did go to drama school, and when I finished studying, I did kind of still go, oh, you know, I just want to do theatre, I really want to do theatre. Um, and then I actually fell into, very extremely luckily, um fell into a few television opportunities and and for me that was really great training ground to understand how a set works and the differences between theatrical and and screen acting Um, and this was also in kids entertainment so it was different again. Uh, So I think now I feel like I I am a bit more all-rounder, at least in my goals of where I want to head. So certainly Shakespeare Globe is the ultimate number one Emily dream but... um, but I do love screen acting and, and have been lucky enough to have a few opportunities to be part of some screen uh, productions here in Australia. So, um, so yeah, so a bit of, bit of both now, which is good. But certainly to begin with, uh, theatre was the goal.
0: Theatre is one of my passions, and we have a replica of The Globe here in San Diego, a working replica. Ah, yes,
1: yep. there's a thing called Pop-Up Globe in New Zealand, um, that's traveled to Australia a couple of times, and they, they have like a, it's like a scaffolding version of, of the Globe, and I, I, did, um, I did get to audition for them once, but I didn't get in, but maybe, maybe I'll try again.
0: <laughs> I auditioned too for the Globe here. Um, the Globe has been around for a long time, the one that's here. Mm. Not as long as the one in England.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think it was built in the 60s, um, but 1960s. Um, <laughs> Not eighteen yeah. sixty yeah <laughs> um, but they had a fire, and this, this sad a little story. I was auditioning for the globe with um a couple of my other friends, and I got close to getting into a production, and they had a fire, mm-hmm. and I didn't get it and then I never got an opportunity to come back uh down here and and go for the globe, but I've seen plays there, and I saw. As You Like It on the Lawn of the Globe in San Diego with Denzel Washington. So that was my ultimate.
1: Oh, gosh. Wow, amazing. <laughs> oh, if I don't make it to London, I'll have to come there instead.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: awesome.
0: And it's a, it's a perfect, if you go, when you go inside, you think you're in England. It's just done mm. so well.
1: Yeah, it's amazing
0: how they can do that. Yeah. It is. It is really beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, come here. Uh, <laughs> go to both, but yeah, come here. Um, They're there actually, they have three theaters, but the, I said um, when we first came to live in San Diego and we were going to see a play there, I go, I don't want to go to the regular old theater theaters at the Globe. I want to go into the one that looks like the Globe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was actually recently in England And um, the, Globe, the, the Globe Theatre in London is not open over the, warmer, uh, the cooler months um, So there wasn't unfortunately a play there But I did go to, there's a new theatre they've set up next door to the Globe um, Called the Sam Wanamaker Theatre uh, And I saw a show in there And while it wasn't the Globe, it was very beautiful Really gorgeous theatre and in fact, I saw Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> Little did I know I would be in a production but a few weeks later.
0: That is so cool. That is so cool. Mm. Oh, my gosh. And it's, it, was it named after the actor?
1: Uh, the theater, the Sam Wanamaker Theatre?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I I believe that he contributed to building the Globe as it is now in London, and so he's a big part of the story there.
0: Oh. uh So that's
1: a... Hey, made
0: it that. I was just curious because same name so Um, it's an unusual name so it's not very (laughs) fast. It is an unusual name yeah. (laughs) Um, So the birth of you were telling me in the little green room part that the birth of um, Shakespeare was unfortunately the lockdown and the isolation and all this stuff we're suffering through. Um, How did that all come about?
1: Yeah. So um it's called Streamed Shakespeare. It's oh, to Sorry Steamed Shakespeare. I meant streamed.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I'm um, sorry. That's, uh, no, that's okay, that's a, a joke that we often make that it's easy to accidentally say steamed. But I guess, you know, it, it's it's steaming. It's it's hot, it's fresh. Um, it's steamy <laughs> but yes, <yeah>, streamed Shakespeare. <laughs> um, so uh yeah, so it it really was initially um there's a guy in England, in the UK, actually called who's made a thing called the Show Must Go Online, uh, and he he was was kind of doing it at the same time. Our artistic director Holly Champion had this idea, um, it's completely separate to him, um, and uh, but we've since connected with him, Rob Miles, and and sort of said, you know, we're doing the same thing here in Australia to Australian time zones, and um, and so it's so Holly came up with this thing. She's connected with. A uh, fantastic um, guy called RF Samadhi, and he's our tech um, director. So he's a uh, genius with getting the live stream and working all the various technical programs up to make it happen. Um, and then she also kind of reached out to me and um, to Michaela Savina, is our chief stage manager, and to Kiara Osborne, who's our. Um, social media manager um, and the, all those roles have kind of just formed in the last four weeks um, but really at the beginning we were we were just a group of people passionate about setting something up that would um, both fill our time and do something that we all love as well as do something that's going to help the wider community uh, given that everybody is struggling in this time, it was an opportunity to, yeah, fulfil fulfill our own passions as well as do something for other people that they could enjoy because you know you can't go to live theatre at the moment anywhere in the world so it's an opportunity for audiences to go to some live theatre even though it's in their, in their comfort of their own, own homes you know um, and, and same for me you know on a Sunday afternoon setting up in, in my um, spare room and you know I've got I've set up like literally a bed sheet behind me and um, and I'm you know, just to open up on my my little laptop and getting the opportunity to still perform and experience those, you know, nerves and everything as an actor, um, but also have the opportunity to to play these incredible roles. I mean, I've played four completely different Shakespearean roles that I've not had the opportunity to play before in the past few weeks. Um, uh, so yeah, so that's sort of how it works, and we're we're all separate. So so given that the rules are at present. Um, April 2020, that uh, we, we're not allowed to, to go out really much or, or um, commune with people um, or do any real live theatre. It's, it's, we're just all separate in our own homes, uh, and then we've got uh, the genius um, tech guy kind of connecting us all together so that we can um, do it across Zoom. So it's, it's one of those kind of Skype Zoom situations that's then streamed live onto our Facebook page, which is Stream Shakespeare.
0: Um, Facebook page. So I, I was actually talking to my friend. How do you guys? Um, how do you guys stage it? Um, you're all in different places. You, mm-hmm. I mean, and you and you're doing it so quickly. How? Do, I, yeah. I mean, because you're doing Shakespeare, you're learning all that stuff, and you're and I mean, I'm sure you probably know some of it, but still. Uh, a different Shakespeare play every week, and you're staging it, and everybody's separate, so everybody has to get cues somehow from camera, which is a little weird. Um, <laughs> yes. How do you guys do that? I mean, do you have a style of doing it, or do you did did somebody come up with a brilliant idea, or how does it work? Well,
1: yeah, I guess it's really been um, our, our little group that I mentioned before, the five of us, kind of coming together each week and plotting and planning and um, trying to come up with the best ways that we can do this. Um, So I wouldn't say it's any one person's idea. It's more just been this kind of collaborative uh, effect and then each week seeing how each show goes and then going, okay, how can we refine it? Um, It is a staged reading, so we do have the script up on the screen. So, for instance, I have the Zoom call down the bottom of my screen and then I have the actual script set up at the top of my screen and I, I go through beforehand and highlight my lines and take notes and things. Um, we usually have a couple of rehearsals a week as well with a director and so the director will come into the rehearsals and give their vision and um, talk through kind of what they really want the show to, to kind of gear towards. Uh, and we had an excellent director last week, Tom Peach, doing Taming of the Shrew, which you saw um but we've also had uh, Maddie Diggins uh, did Much do a couple of weeks ago and Holly Champion, our artistic director, um, did the first two shows, uh, which was really excellent. Um, so, yeah, and we've, and we've got a line-up of other directors coming on board I, uh, into the future, So which is really great. We've got a lot of interest from um, budding directors uh, and established directors, I should say. Um, so, yeah, so it, we have... You set it up on your screen, you have a couple of rehearsals, Um, it's not much, and we do have a costume guy as well, Um, Ian Warwick is incredible, he's he's been putting together these amazing documents um, to help us with costume that is in line with what the director wants. And so you get your costume list, and then uh, and it's all stuff you know that you can that you have at home and props as well. Uh, and then we come up with ideas of how we can be creative through the medium that we're in because it's really interesting because this medium is different to anything we've done before. It's not film, it's not theatre. It's kind of this weird other kind of new uh, medium that we haven't worked in so for instance in Taming of the Shrew I played Bianca uh, and there's a scene with Bianca and her um, sister Katerina who has bound Bianca's hands their sisters and so we had this idea that um, Katerina would have her knitting needles out and and some wool attached and then I happened to also crochet and had to, um, some wool of the same colour so we then had me with my bound hands and her holding the wool on the other end of the screen so it kind of <laughs> had this effect that we were in the same place even though of course we weren't. Um, so finding creative ways to do that or passing things through the screen or cheersing, one week we had a bit of a cheers so we had glasses so we cheered them up towards the the camera and back and so finding creative ways I guess to to enhance the story even more, as well as trying trying out virtual backgrounds or, oh, yeah, you know, there's, there's just there's so many ideas and so many different things that we can do, so every week we're we're pushing ourselves creatively um, to make it the best show that we can with what we've got, <laughs> which is not heaps, but, you know, we've got our brains and our passion, so that helps.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that with the, um, the yarn around your and earn your hands and yeah <laughs> okay I knew she was yeah. tied up but I didn't know it was yarn and needle- knitting needles
1: <laughs> yeah so I um it was because I I knew that bit was coming up in the script so I said to the director oh you know should we play to the medium you know should I have headphones on and maybe I'm wrapped around the headphones or something like that or you know stockings and then and then I had the, the idea of the wool and it was perfect because um a Rhiannon who was playing Katarina had the knitting needles and, and the wool so she and I texted each other colour wool colours so we could match <laughs> um, and of course, you know, there's references in the text to, you know, go back to your books and your music or go back to your knitting and your whatnot so it kind of uh, played in nicely there so <laughs> yes, yeah. so creative things like that um, with with the time that we have you know, we're also trying to do it within, within one week and uh, because we're not Rich, we're not be able to. We're not able to pay everybody, so we're also valuing um, community spirit and and volunteer at the moment.
0: Um, The other question I had was the costumes. Mm. How does that work? I mean, do you guys raid your closets. I mean, what (laughs) and everybody else you know in your homes' closet.
1: I guess so. I mean, I, I mean, I've only got experience myself as, as being an actor in them. Um, but I, after Ian sends out his um, beautiful document that has the ideas behind it, uh, yeah, so I I then will go through my wardrobe, see what I've got. And what I've been doing then is sitting in front of my backdrop, which is a blue bed sheet, <laughs> um, and taking some screenshots. Of you know maybe three or four different costumes, and then I through, send them through to Ian, to the director, and also to Michaela, our stage manager, uh, and get their feedback as to what works. And this week in particular, because I was Bianca, it was a bit more effort for me because I had to you know put on makeup and have accessories and and things like that. The week before I was Don John in Much Ado About Nothing, and that was just a a white blouse and hair up out of the way, so it was <laughs> much different. Although in that in that regard, I actually wore my husband's white collared shirt, so. There you go. So, yes, definitely using other people's as
0: well. <laughs> yeah, I was just. Because I, I noticed that, like, um, I don't know what her name is, but she played one of the. Um, she played the guy who was pretending to be the other guy. Oh, I, uh, I remember the name you might
1: mean Samantha? Is that. Uh, the, she's
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I noticed that she was like wearing a man's shirt and stuff. I said, now either that's like uh, old boyfriends or it's her husband's or her dad's. <laughs> I was yeah, well, yeah it's a matter of
1: just seeing what you've got. And and the other great thing about it is the team is so good and open that you know they're not being demanding. They don't say you must wear a purple dress. You know, they just say here's some ideas. See what you've got, and then you can go look. This is all I've got, and they go great. Do this. You know. Do you have something like this, or a necklace, or you know? So, so it's all it's all very collaborative, and um, and and of course it's all about the top half as well. Certainly in the in the first um, the first couple of weeks, I was I was wearing just track pants, you know, yoga yoga pants underneath <laughs> because you don't see that bit. Keep nice and comfy?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which you
1: I certainly think. wouldn't do on stage. No. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, which is sort of an answer to your question before, I think I went on a little bit of a tangent. We do have a stage manager, which you might think is interesting in this scenario because, uh, you know, there's no stage to manage necessarily. But she actually, in our... You know how there's a chat in, in Zoom and Skype and those kind of programs? There's like a little... Um, a chat that you can type in so what happens is during the show she will type in that chat to give us cues, so she'll go, Emily prepare for scene 2 or whatever so um, even though we're following the script, we also do have somebody that's giving us cues and, and helping us, you know, at the start of the show you know, we're about to start the show this is what's happening, this is what they're showing on the live, screen, live streaming um, everybody prepare everybody make sure your microphones are on or off or whatever and um, so there's a lot of technicalities that we have to learn to make it run smoothly as well. And uh, and I know that our tech guy has also made some amazing kind of training videos for new actors as they sign on.
0: So that's a good idea, That to have a training video to help others so that everybody has to struggle with the same things everybody else did at the beginning.
1: Because mm, 'cause are having to learn the whole new medium, you know, in order to make it happen and also because we keep coming up with awesome ideas, it it does change week to week a little bit as well.
0: Now so there's a lot. How did how did uh, you guys uh were you all just Shakespeare fans? Is that how you guys came to decide to do Shakespeare or was it based on something else, or how did it uh came to be that you were doing Shakespeare?
1: Uh well Definitely, uh, I think yes. I think most of our team are previous fans of Shakespeare. Um, and we all, as I say, kind of, well, I certainly kind of went, oh, you know, what are some pro- productive things that I can do? And I, I myself have always wanted to sit down and read a play a week. Um, so this was even better for that. And, yeah, I think really it it was Holly's, um, Holly Champion, our artistic director, like her main idea to, to make this happen in this way, and, and, uh, and you know, Shakespeare is so accessible and so important, and all the stories are so timeless, um, that it makes sense to start with with a, a playwright so brilliant as that, um, to be able to work on as, for ourselves, as well as to connect with audiences.
0: And it's so international, everybody knows Shakespeare. Oh,
1: for sure, absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah. Are you getting, um, non-English speaking people that are following it? because um, it's Facebook, so everybody has access.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's been a lovely, uh, side effect, I suppose. I mean, we are, we are trying to, to reach out, and, and certainly, um, one of my roles is to, is to try and reach out far and wide, um, but uh for sure i I believe one of our actors uh even got some fan messages on instagram from germany this week so cool (laughs) um so yes i think uh i think it is it is being able to it because it is such a you know i want to really say it's an important thing right now the arts are really always important um but right now i think they're more important than ever you know everybody's at home and what do they do? They read books, they watch TV, they listen to the radio, they they play music, they listen to music. So, you know, the arts are, are a survival technique in, in this crazy current climate um, and so being able to produce a live show that people can tune into live but of course can watch later too but can relate to. I mean, I don't know about you but I'm having a lot of Zoom and Skype conversations at the moment with family and friends and So a lot of this, what we're doing in our daily lives is communicating through screen. So then actually see something that is also that, for me, that has a really nice um, solidarity, but also, you know, it connects to what I'm having to do in my day-to-day life. And in a way, it normalizes it or or just makes me feel like, okay, this is the world we're in. Um, So I'm hoping that our audiences are finding that too. They've got that live aspect of it, but it's also... uh, Shakespeare play, but it's also, you know, really connecting with the current climate as well.
0: It's just it's it's something that everybody can just enjoy, and ev- like yeah. ninety percent of the world has Facebook, so it's like everybody has access to it. So that's
1: right, and if we can reach far and wide, and and that's certainly something we've talked about uh, in Australia as well, um, and, and will all over the world. There's plenty of places that maybe don't even have a theatre or, or get to go to the theatre regularly so it's also an opportunity for us to have a bit of outreach to those places and say hey you know what here you go here's some here's some theatre for you that's of a really good quality I think um, we've got really great team really great actors and really passionate people putting it all together um, and being able to reach out to those people and touch their hearts and minds and maybe they'll get inspired by Shakespeare or you know, see something about humans that they haven't thought about before because of the incredible words that they're they're hearing or just enjoying the beautiful poetry.
0: Yep. That's one of the things that is so remarkable about Shakespeare, so many levels. And Mm. his poetry is just just amazing. I mean, the man, he was a great playwright and he understood human emotion and stuff, but he was an even more incredible poet just look at the sonnets. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And we actually did a, did do a sonnet, a quick sojourn into sonnets last week. We did a special Easter, Easter only show of um, sonnets, and uh, and that was a really great, fun thing to do. I got to be in that as well, so I, I read two sonnets as part of that. Um, and uh, and you know, perhaps down the track there'll be there'll be more sonnet shows or poetry shows as well to celebrate those but um we're focusing on the plays mostly once a week at the moment but yeah the sonnets are amazing i mean i love them and i love performing them and and reading them um i'm enjoying sir patrick stewart reading them to me every me morning at the moment
0: I love it. <laughs> <laughs> on My
1: phone. Uh, he did my favorite one the other day so that was good <laughs> oh
0: yeah he's actually started with my favorite 122 i was like and then he was... And then it started when... It's so funny. Oh, everybody likes that. Okay, we'll start with number one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I love how it will sometimes go like, oh, that one... I don't like
0: that one, so I'm not going to do it. I, I know. Like it. Or this one's really hard. Yeah. And you're thinking, if it's hard for Sir Patrick Stewart, it must be hard for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it also
1: kind of connects... I mean, I've enjoyed it as an actor because I go, yeah you know celebrities are just people too and they're and they're doing the same thing we're doing by looking at these words and and sometimes they are harder to to understand or to dissect and and part of the fun certainly for me part of the fun of doing Shakespeare is if there are bits in it that you don't understand being able to delve into it and understand the meaning even more I mean I'm a bit of a nerd like that I love that kind of thing of really trying to to understand the poetry and why it was written like that or what deeper meaning is, is in there. So, um, yeah, I, I quite enjoy those, those little Patrick Stewart moments.
0: The first um, Shakespeare play I ever did was Anthony Cleopatra, and I played Eris. And I got to die. It was really cool. I was 16. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I remember before that, there were two types of plays we read in our English class. And... I loved it. There, I never... I, always, I was like... every, all, A lot of people were groaning. And I'm like, what are you groaning? This is the coolest thing ever. Why are you groaning? I get so mad. Of course, I was thinking. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I
1: always think Shakespeare is better up and read rather than just sat, sat down, you know, reading out a book. Actually, being up on the stage, that's, that's where it can really connect. And when you see amazing actors do it, I think it can really connect with you even more Um, and we're very lucky in Australia to have some really good Shakespeare companies Um, but of course all around the world I mean I a few years ago saw Richard II with David Tennant in the title role and that was like phenomenal you know you felt like every single line every piece of poetry flowed into you the meaning was just so clear but, but so beautiful and you understood the story but you also understood all the deeper meanings and things that was really eye-opening for me and made me more and more passionate to keep, keep working at it and learning it and seeing where I could go with
0: it. The first time I saw it on, well, it wasn't actually on stage, it was again in my school. They had a touring group from England of the, um, Royal Shakespeare Company.
1: Mm.
0: And, um... Ian McCallum, McCallum, I can't speak tonight. It's not late here, um, <laughs> but he was one of the players, and there was there were four uh, players: one woman and three one woman and three men. I can't remember everybody. That's the one name that popped into my head because I was always later on when I realized I found a program and I saw. it, I went, oh, I saw him! <laughs>
1: wow, yeah, wow, what an amazing. Experience and story that you have. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. What was the first time you remember seeing Shakespeare on stage as an audience member? How old were you? Uh, I mean, was it that time with your grandma?
1: Yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, and I'm sure as well that we had a touring... Shakespeare uh, visit our school as well which actually inspired me and, and uh, years later um, a couple of years ago now I was part of a touring um, troupe and we weren't doing Shakespeare we were doing poetry it's called Poetry in Action and um, and I got to tour around and, and I really reflected at that time that one of my big, big influences was seeing that troupe come to my school and I thought oh my gosh I want to do that because I myself am very passionate about education and I do a lot of children's um, work as well as acting, um, and so that was a really great way to do that, to get to combine my acting skills, my love of poetry, and then also the education, and get to tour around as well, I went all around Australia, and we went to New Zealand, and we actually went to Hong Kong as well, which was really cool.
0: That is really cool, that is really Mm. cool. Um, I have a girlfriend who's in Sydney, and she's older than me, not that much, but, uh, one of her greatest things was she got to see, um, I can't remember the name of the theater group, but it had Judy Dench and Michael Williams in it. And oh, she saw wow. them on stage together. Oh,
1: goodness me.
0: When has that been remarked? That's one of my dreams, is to see Judy Dench on stage. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, well, we'll have to give her a call and see if she'll join our stream Shakespeare company and she can do a special Zoom.
0: (laughs) You think think she'd do it all the way from England? (laughs) Oh, why not? Why not? Uh, But, yeah, that was like, uh, I was like, I was so jealous because I was like, you actually saw not only Judy but her husband. Oh, my God, I was so jealous.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is amazing.
0: But, because um, he was a great Shakespearean actor. People don't realize he was actually quite the Shakespearean actor, Michael Williams. Mm. Because everybody knows him from the comedy work he did. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, yeah so we only have about five minutes, so I want you to tell uh, what's coming up. Um, and um, how they can sign up on Facebook. And um, I know, because I signed up, that there's a little thing that's a reminder that lets you know when the next show's going to be. So here's your time. Go for it.
1: <laughs> right. Um, Yeah, so for sure, we're on all the social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook and we've got a YouTube new YouTube page as well and there's a little promo up on the YouTube page that you can check out. Um, so a streamed Shakespeare. The main place to follow would be the Facebook though because at the moment that's where the live shows happen and they happen every single Sunday at 2pm Australian Eastern Standard Time um, and uh, absolutely you can go onto the Facebook page. You should see a little reminder at the top there telling you when the next live stream is Uh, and you can set yourself a reminder so that you don't miss it. Uh, But of course, if you do, you can always go back and check it out later. Uh, We do a show every single week, uh, which is amazing. So um, coming up this week, we've got Love's Labour's Lost. Uh, The following week... um is As You Like It, and uh, and I won't give the game away as to the next coming shows, but there's lots and lots of shows. Obviously, Shakespeare's got um, a lot of plays, so we've got a lot to get through, uh, and so we'd really love anybody listening to to join in, and, of course, reach out if you'd like to be involved um, in any way. And I'll do a personal Emily plug as well while I'm here. I am um, also a children's singer, and one of the things I've been working on in this time is um, trying to connect more and more with people who have little people. So if you've got a, a preschool-aged, sort of um, age 2 to 5 kid, um, have a look up Emily Who, i um, I've got a new album that's just come out, and I'm also creating lots of concerts for um, kids so that they can have something to be entertained by at this time as well. So there you go. Stream Shakespeare for families, Emily Who, just for the little ones. <laughs>
0: and what, what kind of songs do you sing?
1: Oh, all sorts of songs. So um, they're sort of fun uh, preschool age um, songs. So there's educational ones. So they've got a song about counting and colours uh, and all those kind of things. But then there's some lullabies um, and some nonsense songs. And there's also some songs to get you up and moving around, which everybody needs right now too. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so Emily Who is my little name <laughs> so I've been but yeah, put my first album out in August last year called A Day for Adventure and it's on Spotify and iTunes and all of those things as well on YouTube and all that as well. Cool. So I have quite a funny diverse life. I get to sing a sing a song for preschoolers in the morning with a big wide smile and then that afternoon I'll be doing some Shakespeare
0: well, it could be doing comedy, or it could be tragedy. It could be anything. Farce. That's very true. <laughs> That's
1: very true. And, of course, we are focusing on the comedies at the moment to keep everybody smiling and laughing.
0: Yeah, yeah, we all need that. Um, right. <laughs> We've got enough drama in the world right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, I, enough, there's enough tragedy and drama, so we're, uh, we're trying to find ways to to make people forget about that for a moment.
0: Yeah, get away from the histories right now. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it makes history right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, well, it is history. This is this, this yeah. is going to change the world. What's happening right now? And it, it has changed the world. But I mean, I have a feeling it's going to change the world.
1: <laughs> oh, I think I was saying the other day that when I have grandkids myself, you know, I can just imagine them coming in, knocking on the door, and going, "Grandma." Um, Mom says that you were alive during COVID nineteen. I have to write an essay, it's due tomorrow. <laughs> you, you know, I have to interview someone that was there. <laughs> yeah, you know, a thousand words on what it was like at the time of COVID nineteen. Yeah. And hopefully I'll go here you go.
0: Log on to Stream Shakespeare. Yeah, look YouTube. at here Hey go. this is what I did, honey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, a lot of Shakespeare and a lot of children singing. Um <laughs> <laughs> right, But um, that's great, though. I mean, anything positive right now is a good thing. Um, yes. it's, they said that it's like World War Two. you know, the whole world's involved mm. in this.
1: That's right, and I think there is a bit of solidarity in that as well, I think. You know, everyone is going through it. I, I heard someone say the other day, um, you know, we're all in the same storm, but we're all in different boats. Exactly. So Everybody's dealing with it in their own way, but we're literally all dealing with the same issue and we just have to deal with it in our own way, whatever our circumstances are, and just try and make the best of it and try and cope in whatever way you can at this time. So hopefully these creative projects will, will connect to people and help them get through it too. Certainly helping me. Yeah. Doing doing a Shakespeare every week is, is really, you know, helping me get through life at the moment. In a really positive way.
0: That's interesting. Uh, a similarly is that we're all in lifeboats, like we're all in our own lifeboat. It's kind of like an w- interesting thought. <laughs> hmm.
1: but yeah, I really liked it because it's a way of going, yeah, everyone's dealing with it, but you still are entirely, you know, you, you're, you've you got your own rights to deal with it in your own way. And, you know, because it's easy to go, oh, I'm struggling, but, you know, what, how I'm struggling is different to how other people are struggling because depending on what your situation is, depending. You know, if you've got work or if you've got to deal with
0: homeschooling kids or whatever. Yeah, and also, like you said before, it's helping people realize that the arts are so important. Um, yeah. Whatever form of art, whether it's a, a film or TV or books or just regular fine art. I mean, can go, uh, The museums are doing these incredible things Where you can see the whole museum Via uh, the different yeah. kinds of media You guys are doing stuff for theater uh, Lots of people um, doing book readings a lot of pe- And I'm doing radio plays A lot of people are doing different kinds of things So people mm. aren't feeling alone And I think that that will kind of pump into other people in the head this is important <laughs> this is <Yeah>. really important
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely it's it's a way it's it's a way to cope both for the creatives and just for you know i think i mean you know, everybody is creative really they just need to to find their version of that but it, it absolutely can help people cope but also you know be be entertainment um to help help through but also just you know it's theatre and, and music and, and arts are a way to understand the world and understand people better. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, you know, every time I play a different character, I'm getting to see the world in that character's shoes and, have, and therefore I have a different understanding. And, and sometimes I'll, I might meet somebody who's similar to a character that I've played and I'll have an understanding and an empathy on how to talk to them or, or whatever. So it's, it's um, yeah, I think all of the arts are just so important. All the time. All the but time. But particularly at this time, <laughs> right. I think there's an absolute way to connect to people.
0: I agree. Um, we are at the end. So um, could yep. you give your different social media handles and uh, if you have a website?
1: Yes. So uh, facebook.com slash streamshakespeare is the place to go for all things stream Shakespeare, And through that, you can also contact us on Instagram and Twitter uh, and YouTube. Um, uh, not currently a website but coming to you soon hopefully okay. uh, and then Emily Who is the other one I mentioned today um, and that's just Emily E-M-I-L-Y Who W-H-O and I'm on all those social media platforms as well
0: cool uh, thank you so much for uh, taking time out to talk to me it was a pleasure I hope you enjoyed it
1: oh, I absolutely did actually I could feel like I could just keep talking to you for hours and hours.
0: It was really, really
1: <laughs> wonderful. And I hope, uh, I hope that we've also entertained and been insightful for your listeners. So thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you. And thank you for chatting with Sherry.